Hey, this is Tony, and before we get to this special bonus episode of What Did We Miss, just wanted to give you a quick heads up about uh, what's going on with us amid all of this coronavirus scariness. Uh, Matt and I have been recording a couple of the last episodes remotely, um, episodes you probably won't end up hearing for another few weeks. They were um, uh, later on in our, our, our planning for spring, uh, but what you're about to hear uh, right now is a special bonus episode where on Sunday, March 22nd, we hosted a one-hour live uh, Instagram uh, video feed uh, special episode of What Did We Miss? We had some guests who are friends of ours and listeners um, who, who uh, pop in from time to time, um, had some questions from listeners. It was uh, it was a really great uh, you know boost of our spirits. Uh, we're all feeling a little uh, lonely despite being so, um, constantly interconnected with one another. And it was, it was nice to see some, um, some familiar faces, but, uh, faces that unfortunately we're not seeing as often because of social distancing and, and precautions and, and general safety. So, um, from Matt and I, uh, you know, we hope you are staying safe out there. Um, if your livelihood and, um, well-being has been impacted, uh, directly as a result of all this, uh, our hearts go out to you. Um, yeah, it's been a tough time and, um, we hope that this is a, a, uh, a welcome distraction from, uh, an otherwise, uh, scary world. So, uh, sit back and enjoy this special bonus episode of what did we miss? And we're thinking of you guys. Tony. And this is Matt. And this is What Did We Miss? The podcast where we explore our pop culture blind spots one episode at a time. And we are here for a uh, our first live episode. Live-ish. Uh, live-ish. Wish it were under <laughs> more pleasant circumstances, but here we are. Um, we have been talking about doing a bonus episode since we're, we're all on uh, quarantine because of the coronavirus and uh last night i did uh, uh, a live improv show through instagram and i thought maybe it'd be fun for us to do this and get some people involved so yeah so matt and i are gonna kind of kick things off like we normally do uh but then put it out to you all who are who are watching and, and letting us know um you know what you've been distracting yourself uh from the news with um you know, any TV, film, music, video games, anything you've been catching up on. Um, but uh, before we get all to that, um, Matt, how are you? It's <laughs> it's kind of a spooky time, so I want to check in and see how you're doing. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Things are things are weird. It's weird. I, everyone, I mean, yeah, everyone knows that. Everyone, I'm sure everyone else is like, this is weird. This is really strange. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone in, in anticipated this, I guess. How could you? No. Uh, but yeah, things are weird. Uh, you know, the powers that be maybe could have been a little more proactive sooner. 
Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, so on the... On the podcast, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, I don't want to get into it too, too much, but, you know, I bought a condo in November and then I had issues with it throughout uh, December and January. And um, like right before uh, everyone was told to stay home, we were lucky and we had our walls put back in, uh, which felt uh, sort of like a serendipity in some ways, even though I don't believe in that. Because if we were stuck at home, quarantined with no walls and our neighbor's cat coming through <laughs> with our neighbor sick, um, I think we'd be losing our minds. So we're lucky in that regard, I guess. Um, sure. Uh, yeah. But it just also felt like this weird sort of 2020, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, really, uh, really got off on the wrong foot, didn't it? Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, when we're stuck at home, uh, in between work, uh, we're catching up on, on books and movies and TV and games and comics and stuff in between yeah. all the anxiety. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, not, um, too dissimilar, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, for us, a very fortunate turn of events. Um, so, uh, uh, the date right now, as we're recording this uh, today, uh, Sandra is 33 weeks pregnant. So she um, she stopped working a few weeks ago before um, things got really bad uh, stateside, and certainly before uh, cases in Rhode Island started appearing. Um, so she's been out of work, and uh, you know, been kind of on off of her feet anyway. So she's she's been home and relaxing, um, and I'm I'm in a, a fortunate position where I'm able to work from home, but. Uh, yeah, it, uh, my heart goes out to uh, folks who aren't able to do that, either who have to be at grocery stores and pharmacies to give us the things we need or, um, you know, folks who just don't have a job anymore. Um, yeah, it's a very, uh, you know, beyond the immediate uh, anxiety around this uh, virus, there's the the rippling effects of you know, what people's lives are going to be like months down the road, if not longer. So, uh, but as you said, you know, while we're all sort of trapped at home, this is, uh, we've just been, you know, trying to distract ourselves, uh, responsibly, not, uh, to put our heads in the sand, but you know, uh, there, there is a, a limit to how much bad news you can take in a day without kind of losing your mind a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so for folks who are watching along uh, and want to participate, I think, uh, Matt, how we can sort of frame the conversation is we'll, we'll go th- sort of category by category, maybe talk about movies first, uh, and then we'll put it out to all of you. So if you want to uh, leave us a comment and tell us maybe what you've uh, been watching or listening to, uh, that'd be great. Uh, or if you have thoughts about what we're discussing, uh, feel free to chime in in the comments. And also putting it out there, if anyone wants to uh, hop on live, um, feel free to submit a request and uh, and we can uh, put it out there. Uh, I'll have to bump Matt for a few minutes while we chat, but uh, then I'll come back in. So uh, yeah, uh, it's up to you, however you want to be involved in the conversation. This is, um, this is exciting for us to get to sort of uh, have a bunch of guests on at one time and, and have a, a more freewheeling less structured conversation than we normally do. Um, so yeah, let's, let's start with, uh, let's start with some movies. So Matt, what have, uh, what, what are some films you've been catching up on? 
Uh, so, uh, in between uh, rewatching a lot of James Bond movies, because uh, uh, No Time to Die was scheduled to come out uh, in April, and that got pushed to November, but that kind of mm-hmm. lit the fire for me to go back and rewatch some of my favorites and also some of the not so good ones. Um, but in between that, I've been kind of watching some newer stuff and catching up on some um, stuff from last year, maybe, and uh, some stuff from this year. Uh, but I finally watched Bombshell, which was really bad. Um, okay. Yeah. That's the one that's about um, uh, Fox News and Megyn Kelly. Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes. Um, uh, um, uh yeah, I'll, I'll get to all that. I'm, all these people are asking questions. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that wasn't very good. And uh, I actually, so because a bunch of movies that have been delayed till, um, or, or movies that were in the theaters um, have had some kind of quick releases online, I ended up watching The Hunt last night, which was opened in theaters a couple of weeks ago. Um, sure. And, and this was the film that was, uh, it was supposed to come out in the fall and yep it was like uh, was it was shelved it was controversial <laughs> um and yeah. also not very good although it has a great performance by betty gilpin uh and it's kind of super gory um which i didn't really expect so when it leans into its kind of genre trappings and and it's kind of b-movie gore it's it's pretty fun but its satire is so um toothless uh yeah and and so of the moment that it's like instantly dated <laughs> um so uh, okay. uh that was a bit of a bummer um but yeah uh and someone asked me who my favorite bond was um i believe uh, they said who the best bond who was. the best so i think they're one. looking for a scientific response oh, yes well the obvious need a fact. the obvious um answer to that is uh sean connery obviously come on no question right do you agree mm-hmm. yes no Tony? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, I would probably go um, Sean Connery. Mm, then it's tough. It's really tough. But I'd probably go Sean Connery, then maybe Craig. Maybe. Craig or yep. Moore. Um, Craig okay. or, or Roger Moore. And then I'd go... Uh, I don't know. I'm not crazy about the Pierce Brosnan ones. I like them all, though. I do like all of mm-hmm. all the actors anyway. I don't like all the movies. I just sure. watched Die Another yeah, yeah. Day last night, which I thought I had seen, but that was the final Pierce Brosnan movie. And um, it was really awful. <laughs> it was really, really bad. Yeah. It has like these this like ice fortress that feels like it's out of like it feels like a cheap version of the ice fortress from uh, Batman and Robin. Um, gotcha. It's really, really bad. And it has a a Korean man going on, uh, undergoing surgery to make himself be a, a white British man. Uh, yeah. Oh, in a weird, that's a bit of a role reversal from you only live twice where yeah. Sean Connery yeah. was transformed into a Japanese gentleman, yeah. which, but it doesn't really do anything with that's it. Weird. It's just really weird and no. kind of off putting. And it has some of the worst humor and puns of the series. What started off, mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, this isn't so bad. Like, uh, it's about, you know, James Bond uh, becoming like a POV. Uh, and then he, after that, it does really nothing with it. And it gets progressively worse as it as it goes on. And it's 
might be the worst of the whole series. Sure. Uh, we do have a very valid comment here from, oh shit, it's Pete. No other Bond could take on Mrs. Doubtfire but Pierce. That is uh, <laughs> very true. Although he was he was susceptible to a drive-by fruiting, if I recall correctly. He was uh, beaned with a lime. Um, uh, so you mentioned a Frozen Ice Palace. I watched Frozen 2 okay. the other day. Yep. Um, which I feel like I enjoyed more than the first one. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, it was good. I, you know, I enjoyed it. It was cute. I, I thought the middle kind of dragged a little bit. Sure. But, um, you know, uh, Into the Unknown is a, a big belty ballad. Um, yeah. I think. Which is, which is great. Uh, um, what's the other song uh, that Elsa sings? Um, Meg? Oh, yeah, if you're listening and want to correct us, here. yeah. Also, I'm very curious. No, to, not into uh, the no, unknown. The other into one. Into the unknown. Meg is clearly half paying attention. Yes, show yourself. I think that's the better. Your- I think that's yep. the better song. I think the songs mm-hmm. in Frozen Two are better than the songs in the first one. Um, uh, I, I think. I mean, I would say you're maybe right, though. I think "Let It Go" is probably like pound for pound, like. Uh, you know, top dog of all the Frozen songs. Sure. I, it's funny, when Meg and I saw the first one, <laughs> um, it shows how good I am at predicting this stuff. We left and we're like, well, you know, Let It Go was a ripoff of um, Defying Gravity from the musical Wicked, which we also didn't particularly care for. And we're like, but no other song is good and the songs aren't are terrible. And clearly... People loved it, so I was really wrong about that. Yeah, um, read the tea leaves wrong on that one, Matt. Oh yeah, I always uh, you do. Know, I did. Uh, I thought Avatar was going to be a I bomb. Do, uh, I, I do believe that we have um, uh, one of the Chris's from Weez talking Weez to Thee on here. I'd love to hear their take on uh, Weezer's version of a song that plays during the credits in Frozen Two. Have they given yeah. a whole three-hour episode to that one song yet, or not yet? But I hopefully it's coming up. All right, we'll see. No, Jeff, Defying uh, Gravity is not have... the greatest song of all time. Uh, let's see, what else have I watched? Oh, I, I watched the second Lego movie. Oh, it's um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, uh, the first one was surprising yeah. in a lot of ways, I think better than anyone anticipated. And likely, I think the... Um, oh, there we go. Damn fine track, even better video. Yes. Yep. We needed to get the Thank Weezer... Very much. We needed the Weezer expert on this, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Lego Movie Two uh, again. I thought um, uh, you know cleverly sort of playing with the idea of uh, um, what a sequel to that movie would be. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, I did really enjoy Chris Pratt doing uh, his best Kurt Russell impression as um, the other character he plays in the movie. I don't want to get into spoiler territory mm-hmm. for Lego Two. Um, uh, I think the best movie I've watched of, um, you know, some, f- uh, first time watches since we've all been on lockdown was Little Woods. Okay. Uh, which, uh, let me just pull up. So that, uh, little, okay. And Letterboxd is broken. So that's not great. Fine. There we go. Uh, Little Woods is directed by Nia DaCosta. So, uh, she is directing the upcoming, uh, reboot or remake of Candyman. Uh, mm-hmm. that's coming out later in the year. Uh, so I was excited to see what else she had done. I really like Candyman. 
Uh, and this was great. Uh, you know, it's um, a bit of a downer. It's it's a it's a pretty dark movie. It is about two sisters uh, who live on the Canadian border in North Dakota. Um, you know, they're they're both on hard times, uh, and one of them, uh, played by Tessa Thompson, is on um, uh, probation after getting busted running um, drugs over the border. Uh, she was dealing oxycotton to um to the you know the construction workers and sort of the the blue collar workers in her community on the state side of the border uh and you know it's very much a you know uh one last sting kind of plot but um you know i i, I it reminded me a lot of um hell or high water uh, another movie about siblings uh committed to a life of crime amid the backdrop of some larger national crisis so hell or high water was about the 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 financial crash of the uh, 2008 uh, and this deals a lot with the opioid epidemic and that kind of thing um but yeah i, I you know the performances were were excellent um lily james who's in baby driver was also in it she plays tessa thompson tessa thompson's sister um yeah i i really liked it and i'm, I'm excited to see this new candy man um having seen her her first film so I, I uh, the other night I did watch this uh, movie from 1969 call, called Cactus Flower. It's directed by Gene Sachs, uh, and this mm-hmm. is Goldie Hawn's first movie. And it's kind con- oh, wow. it's kind of like one of those sort of sexless sex farces, uh, you know, from the 60s. Okay. So it doesn't lean too much into. Um, uh, it's it's not too provocative. Let's let's put it that way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's got Walter Matthau and Ingrid Bergman. Uh, and 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 you know, oh, cool. the movie starts off with Goldie Hawn, and and um, you could tell right away that oh, this is someone with a lot of uh, presence and a lot of star power uh, right off the gate. But she she plays this uh, younger woman who has fallen in love with Walter Matthau, who is a dentist, um, and she, um, and Walter Matthau told her that he's married in order to kind of uh, uh, not control her, but kind of give her. It's kind of weird. He he's like, oh, you know, if I tell her that I'm married, I'm setting up expectations, and she likes his honesty, so that's why she loves him so much. But then when, in reality, he's not actually married. And then uh, it's it's a little complicated and drawn out, um, but essentially she tries to kill herself. And then when Walter Matthau goes to uh, console her and tell her that he loves her, he's like, we should get married. And she's like, oh, that would be great, but I need to talk to your, to your, to your wife. Uh, and he's like, well, okay. So then he goes to his... Um, secretary and convinces her to play his wife so it's this big kind of convoluted complex thing and and then his ingrid bergman as his fake wife has multiple um fake boyfriends and it gets really complicated but it's really funny and the cast is super great um it's so charming and ingrid bergman gives this great performance um and there's like a sequence later on where they're all dancing and it's a wide shot and you can kind of see them all interacting and it's, it's really funny. Um, so that's on criterion channel right now. Um, great. I mean, if, uh, if anyone else wants to, um, chime in in the comments with anything they've been watching, 
uh, feel free or uh, we'll put it out there if anyone wants to hop on uh, live for for a couple minutes we can do that too uh, if not we'll, we can move on to uh, let's see what could we do next we could do games next let's talk about some video games I know there's a there's one in particular that you and maybe one uh, person who's watching might be Jones in to talk about the uh, Ooh, is a uh, question. Is The Witcher worth watching? Four episodes in, and I'm thinking of bailing. I haven't watched The Witcher uh, yet. Yeah, I only watched one episode, uh, and much like Witcher, the video games, it's something I have on my queue and will probably never actually get to. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's not an answer for Pete. Sorry, Pete. Sorry. Uh, uh, I did watch Onward, uh, um, so um, I'm, I'm sure it's Steve from You Can Do It, Do It. Um, watched onward, and I, I did watch that. I took my godson to see it, and um, it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty charming. It's fun. Um, it, I think with Pixar movies, especially later ones, because they have like their story circle, you could kind of feel that. Um, it, 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 there's that. It feels schematic to me, almost like this is giant, like it's a map, and you could kind of see the map and how it's outlined, and every piece connects, uh, which normally you'd be like, oh, that's great. Uh, but for some reason it just it feels that way the ending is kind of surprising um it's definitely better mm-hmm. than the trailers made it seem but it still has that sort of like weekend at bernie's kind of thing going on um sure but it, it's it's charming enough and it looks good so um yeah so uh, great uh, and I did see somebody... All right, we're getting into video game territory here. I did see somebody mention they watched Clue for the first time. Uh, Clue's a lot of fun. I, I recently revisited that. Um, yeah, it's it's all... For me, it's all about the ending, and <laughs> it's so so silly the way they sort of play out yeah. the, the the premise of the game so, so yeah. well in that sequence. Similar to Clue, um, similar to Clue um, I picked up Knives Out, uh, and if anybody enjoyed that, it's worth... Uh, picking up the yeah. Blu-ray because it has this feature-length documentary about the making of, uh, and it goes into detail about casting and how quickly it, it was put together, um, shooting, direction, the script phase. Um, there's a whole kind of conversation with the director of photography, Steve Yedlin, about film versus digital that is so worth watching if you're interested in those things. Uh, so it's totally worth picking up, and it's a great rewatch. I think it improves upon um, watching it a second time because you could see all the little pieces, and I think that's by design. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, Chris Chilton mentioned he played started playing the first Resident Evil again. Um, cool. Uh, so what are you like playing original original, or are you playing the Resident Evil remake that was done a few years ago? Um, I've I don't know that I've finished it, but I know I'm. I've I've made uh, various degrees of progress through the Resident Evil remake. Um, the demo for the Resident Evil Three remake came out earlier in the week. Um, I did download that. I have not had a chance to sit down and play it, um, but I did watch a playthrough um, uh, one afternoon a couple of days ago, and it looks great. Um, the downtown stuff looks really cool. Um, and I don't know that I actually played the original Resident Evil Three when it came out on PlayStation, uh, probably in like 99 or so. Um, so I'm excited to play that one. It, it borrows the, the sort of revised, um, control scheme and, uh, style 
that the Resident Evil 2 remake from last year had. So it got it gets rid of the the sort of classic PlayStation One uh, tank controls. Uh, it feels more like Resident Evil Four from the this the the looks of things with um and the nemesis, which is this you know giant uh, unstoppable creature who will just chase you through the city. Hello, everyone who's joining. Um, cool. And Chris specified he's playing the HD remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I'd like them to not redo the first one in this current style, just because that, that remake is really great. Um, as uh, some, uh, I think the, the, the games journalist who is doing the live stream I watched of the Resident Evil 3 demo um, made that same argument. Um, the, the, the HD remaster is really good. Um, I played um, the Resident Evil 4 recently, the the remaster one for the Switch, and uh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I I like those games. They're always fun. I I kind of take them for granted and forget about them, Um, but every time I play them, I'm I'm always um, impressed with how creepy they are uh, to the point where Meg's like, you you shouldn't play that game. It's too scary. I mean, that's, you know, to be totally honest, that's kind of why I've put it off is because I don't. The, where our TV is in the house, it's um, it's too bright during the day yeah. to really, especially a game like that that is so dark. Sure. Um, um, and then once it's it's night, once it's once it's nighttime, I I kind of uh, I get cold feet and don't want to do it. So so my my brother um, who I believe is still here uh, has his own po- podcast called the Game Sharks Podcast, and on his show he told this story, but I figured I'd tell my side of this story. But um, when we were younger. Um, we had we shared a room, uh, which is crazy because there's a 15 year age difference between the two of us. Um, so he was really young at the time, and I used to work till like 11 o'clock at night, and I'd come home and I'd play Resident Evil 2 till like 3:30, 4 in the morning. Uh, and it, um, he says that I used to say, "Hey Jeff, check this out," and and it would scare the shit out of him. I don't remember like waking him up and telling him to to watch it. Um, and, and, and trying to scare him, I remember him actually just waking up and seeing like the the demon dogs attacking me, and, and it scaring the shit out of him. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as this uh one viewer pointed out, uh, ooh, and Bioshock gave you nightmares too, huh? Yeah, I mean the the atmosphere in that is really creepy. Um, I can I can certainly see that. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I mean to this day, Res, Res, Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it makes me scared to play it at night. Um, Chris Chilton, I, I see that you put in a request to join. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out how to do that uh, real quick. So, uh, Matt, yeah, I think I'm going to send you away for a minute. I am not Matt, evil, Matt, don't Jeff. go anywhere. I'm not evil. Send a request to join back in later. And all right, let's see if we can get Chris Chilton on the line. Thank you so much for sitting with us, everybody. This is this is fun. My next-door neighbors are having a cookout and not practicing good social distancing. Hey, there's Chris Chilton. Hello. How are you, man? Good, how are you? Oh, Doing all right. Like so, uh, let's talk about Resident Evil. Yeah, have you played it? Have you played the HD remasters? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can. Um, right. I, I have not finished it, but I have uh, played a good chunk of it. Um, so, I had never played them, and when the apocalypse started going down, I was like, oh, what better games to play than Resident Evil? So I picked up the the HD remaster on Xbox One. And okay. I had no idea that they had redone the control scheme to make it not horrible. But then at the oh. same time, 
it's still like that ridiculous, like the camera angles and opening the doors and all that stuff. It's all the same, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the uh, playing through it somewhat recently, um, those camera angles. So uh, for anyone who hasn't played these games, the, the old Resident Evil games were on the first PlayStation about 20 years ago. Um, and there's no camera like in modern games. So it's all fixed camera angles. So you never, you know, forward is never the same direction necessarily, but it, it really makes it, um, you know, feel like a, like you're playing through a directed zombie movie. It's, it's set up. So they want you to see what they want you to see. Um, and you hear the zombies coming sometimes and don't necessarily see them until they come into the the frame and sometimes there's one sometimes there's a bunch so it really um it ratchets up the the tension in a way that uh is certainly different from contemporary yeah, you'll turn a corner and there's a zombie that you didn't see and then you're just toast like mm -hmm. it was it was it was crazy cool so are, uh so you're i take you're enjoying it yeah i mean this i have the same problem as you my tv's in our living room and there's a giant skylight so mm -hmm. i can't play it during the day at all it just, oh, yeah. I can't see a thing that's happening. Right. Well, you're clearly braver than I am for <laughs> playing it once the sun goes down. My wife wants nothing to do with it. I don't think she's impressed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can I can sympathize there. So I'm laid off right now. So I've been like doing nothing but uh, watching movies and watching TV and playing games. And I'm going to try to pivot this a little bit into TV. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I started watching the original Power Rangers show from like, okay. the beginning. Have yep. you ever watched it as an adult? Uh, no, I have not gone back to it. It's crazy. And it's more crazy watching it as an adult because I, I don't know. Obviously, we didn't know this when we were younger, but it's spliced from a Japanese show. Mm -hmm. And then there's the U.S. parts and they splice them together. And every episode is a Godzilla episode. It's basically the same plot. You know, they they get beat up by the monster, then they have to get into the Zords, and then they fight mm -hmm. the Zords, and it's just like Godzilla. But when you get to the second season, they splice two different shows, and it's completely crazy. Like, nothing makes any sense whatsoever, and I, I'm blown away that it was such a popular show, because it, it, it makes, the episodes make no sense whatsoever. Sure, and I think, you know, to your point about them splicing in uh, footage from Japanese action shows and, you know, they always do the same sort of sequence of events leading up to the big Godzilla fight. I, I mean, it was the same, it was the same footage. We never, it was like maybe two or three different, um, sequences of those robots coming out and them all getting into, to form together. They change costumes in the show they were using. So mm -hmm. they use the old costumes and the footage from the first season, but then the new Zords mm -hmm. from another show. And then Tommy was so popular that they had to get him in. So they used the White Ranger, which is from another show. It's it's crazy. Like, it's crazy that anyone would just do that to get a kid's show going. I, I'd love to I'd love to see like a I'd love to see like a graph with all like I'm just picturing like a cork board with a bunch of like photos of all these different shows and red string. Like they must have just had to watch a Japanese show and thought, oh, look, they're in a forest right now. We can put that in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And then I read the best movie year ever because uh, I listened to the podcast you guys did. Oh, cool. Brian. Mm -hmm. So I read that book and now I'm starting to rewatch those movies. So I just watched Fight Club. Oh, great. I hadn't watched, I hadn't watched him forever. Yeah. But it's, that book was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it and uh, certainly gave me uh, quite a checklist to go through myself of some stuff I have to uh, catch up on.
Yeah, it, it's uh, it's crazy. I know you guys touched upon it a lot, a lot in your podcast, but it's crazy that all those movies came out in the same year. Like, mm. I mean, Matt and I were living together, I think, in that year, and I'm sure we saw most of those movies together. But when I read the book, I, I just even the ones he wasn't like that were just side notes in the movie in the book were giant movies, and sure. I was kind of just like, "Wow, this is crazy." So, oh, and I. Uh, I watched Solo again. We haven't. I don't think we've talked about Solo. So we've seen all the modern Star Wars movies together. Me, you, Matt. Mm -hmm. We've talked Star Wars to uh, to no end, but we didn't go see Solo together, right? You, we didn't. See no, Solo. I don't think so. Because I don't even think I saw it in the theater. I think that's the only Star Wars movie I never saw in the theater. Yeah. How do you feel but about it on a rewatch? I didn't hate it. So I, I saw it when it came out on Blu-ray, and I was just like, "Ah, eh, it's not for me." And then I rewatched it again a couple days ago because they've been talking you know i started rewatching clone wars and all that stuff that's on disney plus so it's not as bad as people make it out to be no not at all i think there's some you know some dumb eye rolly fan servicey stuff but yeah. um you know the the train sequence is really cool just seeing han and chewie do han and chewie stuff is really fun yeah. um uh, uh donald glover as lando is perfect <laughs> that first scene they introduce him when you just kind of hear him talking, mm -hmm. you don't even know it's not Billy D. Williams. Yeah, like if you if you didn't show him, you wouldn't know. He he, the mannerisms and the way he nails all that stuff, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. And you know what? We're in a uh, we're in a world where uh, you know uh, mid tier Star Wars. Yeah, uh, is, than... is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that the internet, I mean, the internet has generally ruined Star Wars to begin with, but it's unfortunately that we're never going to get the sequels to that now because I, I feel like they kind of set it, set it up to, to bring it into a really cool place for the next movie, but I doubt we'll ever get it at this point. Yeah, probably not. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Chris. I'm going to take it back to Matt and uh, yeah, take it easy, man. Matt, we're bringing you back. He'll be joining us in a minute. Thanks again for Chris Chilton. Thanks again to Chris Chilton for joining us. I'm back, baby. Uh, Ayla asks, will Sandra be uh, a guest spot talking about Animal Crossing? Uh, two answer, two-part answer to that question. Uh, one, she's taking a nap. She's very uncomfortable and pregnant. Um, and two, um, she has not uh, played the new Animal Crossing. Uh, she plays Pocket Camp, uh, mm -hmm. which she claimed was enough for her until this week where apparently Pocket Camp has started a, uh, a campaign of shaming its players <laughs> into uh, participating mm -hmm. with, uh, what is it, uh, New Horizons? Yeah, sure. Is that the name of it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, bas basically, uh, it's making you feel bad if you have not played the new Switch one yet. Yeah. Um, um, Matt. You playing Animal Crossing in your house? Uh, I am not, but Meg is. Uh, and okay, so her birthday was on Thursday, and I picked it up for her um, for her birthday, and uh, she's been playing it a lot. <laughs> so, uh, which is you know, it's fine. Uh, it's great because you know there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety uh, with both of us being um, self-employed uh, and kind of stuck at home. Uh, so it's good to have a kind of a game where she can, um, help her, um, relax and zone, zone out for a few hours. 
Um, so she seems to be really enjoying it. Uh, she says it's a little trickier than the the one for the phone, the pocket one, whatever it's mm-hmm. pocket camp, pocket camp. Um, but mm-hmm. she enjoys it because she played the uh, one of the other versions uh, for I think for the Wii. Okay. She said she's digging up fossils uh, for blathers now. Oh, obviously. Cool. Uh, you know what? I think we do have a guest on the line who can explain that. Um, okay. But before we kick it to them um, to talk about Animal Crossing or to explain Animal Crossing to us, uh, I've, I'll touch on a couple of games I've been playing. All right. Um, I played I played through... Uh, oh, and uh, Meg's got a correction here. Uh, she played the one on GameCube, not Wii. Gotcha. Uh, so I played through a game called The Red Strings Club on Switch, uh, and that is a... Kind of uh, feels like a throwback to graphic adventure, not graphic adventure, uh, point and click adventure games um, from the early 90s. That's set in a cyberpunk setting. It's a a bartending simulator. Uh, So you play as a character named Donovan who runs this bar called the Red Strings Club. And um, these high, you know, high executive types from this big, you know, monolithic evil dystopian corporation come in. Um, and your role is to sort of, uh, get a feel for their, their mood and then, um, mix cocktails that sort of, uh, align with certain moods. So if someone's feeling anxious or, um, or proud or, uh, smug or, um, regretful, you, you mix the right cocktail, you get that right, you serve it to them and then they, cause you're a bartender, they kind of spill their their hearts out um and it all builds up to um you figuring out this uh evil plot that this corporation is doing um i've also been playing cuphead which is a platformer in the style of old um 30s um disney and fleischer cartoons um it really the attention to detail is is pretty fantastic i mean it it does look like you're playing um an old animated short. Um, it's also brutal. It's very, very hard. Um, most of it is, uh, a game. It's a game that's mostly consisting of boss levels. So normally you would have like a sequence of, um, sort of run and jump platform levels and then have a boss at the end of each world. Uh, in this case, you have three worlds with like four or five boss fights and maybe one or two platforming levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's all about um, recognizing patterns, memorizing them. Uh, yep, Chris Chilton, that game is so hard. Um, it is brutal, but it's not frustrating. Um, when you don't succeed, you you do get the impression that oh, I could have done something differently, or maybe uh, I got to a new pattern that I hadn't committed to memory yet. So it's a lot of trial and error. Um, I encountered a character who can tell you how many times you've died. I've I think it's probably close to 400 at this point. I've started the game three days ago, Um, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So um, let's see if we've got our guest who wants to tell us more about Animal Crossing. Uh, Let's see if Steve's there. Steve's got some crippling debt to Tom Nook, so uh, we want to hear about that. Matt, we'll be right back with you. Tom Nook is the 1%. Okay. We are adding Steve. Hello. Hey, look, it's Steve Carroll, host of You Can Do It, Do It, who recently you might know from our two-part Beatles episode. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. Uh, I'm, I'm still listening to it because that two-parter is so very long, and I can only take this much of my voice at a time. 
Ah, there you go. See, I thought you were going to say you're still listening to it as in you've done it a bunch and you just love the sound of your own voice. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, who, who doesn't love the sound of their own <laughs> voice being, you know, slung back to them over the internet. But uh, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. If, if you guys haven't heard it yet or, uh, you know, haven't listened to the Beatles like uh, me and my co-host JP, definitely worth uh, listening to. And I know Tony and Matt have a, a playlist on Spotify that they can uh, share out join in yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh animal crossing new horizons yeah so um i early on this week i started seeing all this stuff on twitter where people were starting to petition nintendo to release a game early um and i've been seeing advertisements for this game called animal crossing and i'd i'd never really played animal crossing um and i said boy uh any game where people are on twitter trying to get nintendo to release early must be worth it um, so I, you know, put in a pre-order for the game and, uh, and got it. But Animal Crossing is basically, um, it's a real-time simulator. So the time in the game uh, is the same time in real life. So when it's nighttime here, it's nighttime there. When it's springtime here, it's springtime there. And uh, every day you are basically trying to harvest and um, get together resources uh, for your character so you can buy furniture and put on fancy wigs and uh <laughs> sorts of other fun stuff as as one does yeah and uh the, the game sort of starts out in this um post-capitalistic hellscape where uh, <laughs> it, it's like a you know de desert island vacation or deserted island vacation is how they pitch it to you but ultimately it starts out and and you're basically an indentured servant to this raccoon named tom nook uh who who the tweens call santa claus uh, he's tween Santa. And so this, this raccoon is, uh, is basically forcing you through indentured servitude on an island that you're trapped on to, to pay him back uh, the, the debt that you owe him for setting you up on your own private island. Um, so it feels very much like, uh, you know, owning a house or, or anything like that. Um, you know, you just, you, you got someone who's just lording it over you. And then Tom, after you pay off your debt, is like, hey, you want a bigger house? You want more room to put your stuff? You want additional storage? <laughs> and of course, you, you do it because he's a raccoon and you have to do what he says. Because he's adorable? So what you're saying is if the banks were cuter, you know, we'd all be a little more susceptible to this. Yeah. I mean, all banks should just be an adorable raccoon dressed in a, a Jimmy Buffett shirt. Oh, okay. Wow. So he's a parrot head on top of everything else. Yeah, I think so. Wow. He's definitely, he's got to be. Um, so you, <clears throat> so I know that this was... Uh, uh, a big week for game releases between uh, Animal Crossing and, and Doom Eternal. These were two very uh, highly anticipated games uh, with large fan bases. You went into this blind. You just saw you just saw the hype on Twitter this week and were like, I got to get in on that. Heck yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, any, anyone who, who promises like un, just unbridled escapism right mm -hmm. at this point is like, sure. yes, please take my money. Right. Mm -hmm. Um and you know we've we've been just we've been selling off our toilet paper chairs um for five dollars a roll just out the window of our house um so you know we we just you know three three or four rooms are just full of toilet paper this is the only room i can be in the house because there's no toilet paper in here oh um, so you're so, the problem yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, toilet paper and then purell uh gotcha. just yeah out the window but um no i mean it's a it's a it's a wonderful escape um, you know, and one of the things Matt alluded to earlier was this sense of like, you know, you can't, 
you can't be in this all the time, right? Like you, you need something that's an outlet, you know, that, that offers even 15 minutes of just like, Hey, I got to clear my head. Um, and, uh, and turn to something that's just fun uh, sure. and enjoyable. And honestly, this weekend has kind of been this for me. I've kind of unplugged my brain and, uh, mm -hmm. and gone to a deserted island. But I hope you guys get it. Yeah, you know, I think it's becoming a, a more and more likely as the days go by. Like I said, um, it seems like they have been pretty aggressive in their uh, product placement or, or whatever. Their, their in-game uh, uh, peer pressure on their the mobile version so who knows um but steve thank you for the the recap i have actually never played an animal crossing game so so i've got a little more insight into what it's uh, all about um why don't you real quick oh, yeah, one yeah, question. have you played the witcher I, I have the witcher 3 on my playstation and it's making me feel bad for every day i don't play it so you know the experience of walking through the witcher and picking plants that's all animal crossing is okay great Okay, cool. I don't know if you sold me or not, but now I know. Uh, Steve, why don't you tell us a bit about You Can Do It, Do It, and tell folks where they can find it. Yeah, so You Can Do It, Do It is a podcast where we interview people whose lives are transformed by trying something new. You can find it at youcandoitdoit.com. Um, we, uh, we're in a brief hiatus just because we'd like to record in person and uh, can't be with people right now. Um, but we're JP and I are trying a couple things um, this week to figure out if we can make a different format work for the show uh, while we're kind of isolated a little bit. So more to come on that, but you can do it, do it.com. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Always a pleasure. Cool. Thanks, Tony. Bye. Okay. We got Ayla and Abigail coming down hard on Steve for, uh, for his, his, uh, I, I guess inadequate description of animal crossing. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball. Let's see what Meg Kelly's up to. Calling an audible, and then we'll bring Matt in to, to close this out. Hello? No, me? Yeah, well, you put in a request, and I I answered. I was playing Animal Crossing, and I didn't know how to rescind that request. Oh. How are you enjoying Animal Crossing? <laughs> um. Well, I'm currently on a different island at the moment, trying to get some materials so I can build a better shop um, okay. on the island, you know. I'm addicted and I'm wicked cute, as always. Um, but yeah, um, you know, Animal Crossing. <laughs> cool. So you're building a new shop. What is what 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 are the wares you're peddling at this shop? Well, today I got a really ugly hairstyle. Um, okay. That was unfortunate, but then I sold it for some bells. Um, mm -hmm. And with those bells, I can upgrade my style, um, get cuter outfits, trade in my Nook Miles, travel the world. Hi, Miss Kitty. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, cool. I, I think, I think really outfit cute. outfit was the only word I understood. <laughs> there was oh, a lot of, of in-game lingo. There's one way that you can fix that. And you can See, download is... it direct to your Switch. I, I could. I don't know if I have sufficient hard drive space. Well, Sandra could. and the boys would appreciate it. She would. Oh, we're getting... Look at this. Look at more peer pressure coming in from the comments to get Animal Crossing. Well, thank you for the, the, the quick review, Meg. I'm going to kick it back yeah, to... Yeah, I mean, thanks for like, including me for a hot second, but you should probably go back to my husband unless you want to talk to Fee. How's Fee doing? Great. He saw a bird today out the window. Oh, okay. Does he want to tell us about the bird? Um. It was delicious. And here's where all your viewers disappear. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's nature, people. 
Okay, we're going to throw it back to Matt. Bring this thing home. Yes, it is a cat. And there he is. <laughs> so uh, seeing as how this is a podcast, as in addition to this Instagram live video, uh, we should probably explain that Felix, yes, he is our cat. Oh, um, yes. Good good he, point. Yeah. Yeah, we will mm-hmm. be releasing a, uh, Meg was, a, a a podcast version of this bonus episode. So, Yeah, Meg was using a lot of visual cues. She was showing off her switch and her character, her, the way her character looked. Um, so when people are listening to this, um, they won't they won't be able to uh, to see those visuals. You know what we uh, we all listen to plenty of podcasts that are done in a live setting, and there are there are laughs that we don't get the the full uh, impact of because it's it's dependent on a visual aid. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's let's switch gears. Um, Matt, are you? Everyone wants anything? to see Felix. I guess so. Well, Everyone wants to see Felix. I'll, you know what? <laughs> Felix is a star. Uh, Matt, you'll have to post some some pictures of Felix to our Instagram. I will page. post some pictures of Felix. Okay, sure. Uh, we're we're uh, um, you know we're we're the one step closer to becoming the the WTF of Providence podcast. We have introduced cats mm-hmm. that fans want to know mm-hmm. more about. Felix lives. Um. So, one thing I've been doing um since uh the qu- quarantine. Um, uh, and I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but starting on in January, I've been keeping track of everything I consume. So that's um, not food, um, but movies, TV, books, comics, podcasts, albums, everything. So I, I keep a daily log of everything, um, yeah, that I'm that I'm watching and etc. Um, so w- what I've done since the quarantine is try to break from uh, a lot of my usual ha- bad habits. Uh, so in the past, I was waking up and the first thing I do is I pick up my iPad and kind of go through the usual websites and Twitter and social media and all that stuff. And it would always take more time than it probably should. So uh, what I've tr- I'm trying to break that habit. So now when I get up in the morning, I grab the iPad and I start reading. And it's been very good. So I've kind of will check in on certain things throughout the day and not feel as that that kind of I don't know that the the addiction of of being sure. online all the time. Um, but I'm I'm reading um, the Dog of the South by Charles Portis, uh, and uh, for those unfamiliar, he wrote True Grit, the book, not the movies, obviously. Uh, but if you've seen the Coen Brothers version of True Grit, they really nail his style. Um, uh, at least the dialogue, anyway. Um, it's 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 a pretty fun book, and it's about this guy who um, whose wife kind of took off on him with um, um, with her lover, and they stole his car. And so he's going to find them, and they're kind of holed up in Belize. Uh, and it's about all the people he kind of meets on his way. And um, he's a, a really smart guy who reads a lot and has been has a lot of college education, but he is lazy and doesn't do anything with it. So mm. he's kind of constantly correcting other people, um, but kind not really Ignatius contributing Riley to anything. Kind of character. Yeah. You can really see um, the influence on the Coen brothers. Uh, yeah in this book. So it's terrific. And when I'm done, I'm 
I'm um I have another book to read in between, but I'll probably go and read some more of his stuff. And maybe cool. even True Grit because I do like both versions of True Grit. Mm-hmm. Um, my next book uh, I have lined up, I'm excited for is Brian De Palma put out a book. Oh, uh, he wrote neat. a fiction, a fictional book. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I just know Brian De Palma wrote it and, and um, he's one of my favorite directors. So I'm kind of uh, excited to see what he, what he does. Nice. Yes. So Chris asked if I'm reading comics, I'm reading a shit ton of comics. That's I'm reading, I'm probably reading more comics than anything else right now. Uh, but I read this series called Miracle Man by Tom King. Uh, and I actually, so Tom King wrote this series that I love um, for Marvel called, uh, it's just like a mini series about um, uh, the character Vision. Uh, and it's one of my favorite comics of the last decade. Um, and I, I think I pitched that to you, Tony, about doing that on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to read more of his stuff because I love that. And, and Miracle Man is is maybe even better. I was so blown away by it. It's this, you know, it's a very convoluted backstory uh, because it's so much, so much history there in DC comics um, and the lore uh, and the mythology of these characters. But he succinctly kind of introduces the character and sets up the, his sort of, you know, the internal crises that he's kind of going through Mm -hmm. as he's, fighting these other super villains and whatnot. Um, and uh, the book is really about someone who's really depressed and, and wrestling with the notion that if there is a God, he probably doesn't care about him. And how do you find meaning uh, in this kind of meaningless life? And it's a 12-issue miniseries, uh, and it's beautifully illustrated. Each pa- page is like a nine-panel grid. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it's it's really wonderful. I'll have to let you read it. But s- cool. since then, since that comic, I kind of got addicted to Tom King stuff and I wanted to read his Batman run. Um, so I did like a trial run for the DC Comics, um, the digital service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that, I just started reading a ton of DC Comics because I'm not as familiar with them as I am with a lot of Marvel Comics. Cool. So uh, yeah, so I've been reading like tons of Aquaman uh, that inspired the movie and some Justice League and I've got some Batman lined up and all that stuff. So um, yeah, well, enjoying it all. It's all pretty cool. Great. What about what about you reading anything? Uh, yes. Uh, currently I'm bouncing between two books. Um, I'm about halfway through Little Women, uh, which oh, I had never yeah. read before. And I won't talk too much about here because uh, we had originally hoped to do an episode before I kind of step back for a little bit after um, our twins are born, but uh, it didn't seem like we were going to finish the book in time and we didn't want to rush it and, and not give it the the attention it deserved. But I'm about halfway through and I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I have some anxiety that I will talk about in the issue because I don't want people to uh, spoil anything here uh, in case they have read it. Um, uh, but it involves, a a, a a friend's episode and Joey reading it for the first time. And I know that it happens and I don't remember the details, so don't tell me. Um, I, the other, I don't know anything about that. And the other book I'm reading is, uh, cherish the first six weeks, which is a baby book, which, uh, we will not be covering on this show. Um, <laughs> why not? We, we cover everything, right? Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, I do have, um, 
Watchmen on my book table um, just because I finished the the TV show and wanted to go back and reread it. Um, and I've also got um, The Tombs of Adewan or The Tomb of Adewan. It's the, the second uh, book in the Earthsea series is packed in oh, my... Cool. Um, my go bag for when we go to the hospital if uh just to have something in there to read if i have a moment um while they're sleeping or you know if we're waiting a while or i don't know it's a kind of tricky time i know um you know right now they're not letting any guests um in with um parents and uh, you know the concern is whether or not uh, they don't let me in um when our children are born. So, uh, who knows? <laughs> I might be in a waiting room or just sitting in my car in a parking lot, <laughs> reading a book till I get a text. Thank you everyone for, for joining us. Um, we, we appreciate you taking the hour to, to hang out with us. Um, this was pretty fun. Uh, it might be, uh, yes, Meg, it is time to download animal crossing. You're right. Um, this is kind of neat. Um, I kind of, I kind of see this as maybe, uh, uh, a tool we can use in the future. Um, we are all ex- we are excited to get back to our home studio at the What's Your Writers Club once all of this is um, uh, over with. Uh, but until then, um, you know, uh, who, who knows? Uh, we will continue to be putting episodes out as best we can. We've got a, a remote situation, but yeah, who knows in the future if um, if we're doing a bonus episode, and we want to have some some more uh, real time involvement. Uh, this might be cool to set up in the studio. Um, For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Uh, we will be putting out a uh, uh, an audio version of this as a bonus episode for anyone uh, who was uh, on as a guest and wants to share it with their friends, or if if any regular listeners missed it out there. Um, I don't know why I'm telling them this that now because they will hear that at the end <laughs> of the episode when they hear it. Um, cool. For sure. Uh, that about does it for us. So uh, thank you again, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Uh, our, our next episode comes out Wednesday. We're going to be playing through the original Doom just in time for yep. Doom Eternal. Cool. Yeah, all right. a lot of fun. Bye, everybody. Later.